Hello, it's episode seven of Judge Travel Bag. We're back after a little hiatus. Uh, we're also doing our third series, third of the series here about the arts in Little Old Mercer County. And we have a great guest today. It is illustrator Jane Dippled, who has a history of, of being a professional in the arts. So I thought it'd be fun to bring her along. So hello, Jane. Hi, Jen. Uh, we'll start off easy with this whole thing. You know, we're just having a little conversation here about the arts. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, what puts you on track to be an artist? And uh, I guess what's brought you to this point? What makes Jane Jane? <laughs> um, as far as what put me on a track to be an artist, I think it starts when you're a kid. Um, I always like to draw a lot. I like to spend a lot of time outside. I liked walking in the woods, goofing around, but then that was in the 70s and we had tons of free time. We weren't scheduled to do anything as children. Right. <laughs> um, my dad uh, worked at New Idea. He used to bring home piles of printed paper and um, I'd spent a lot of time filling up blank sheets of white paper. So you were the kind of kid the reverse that would, side. <laughs> you're the kind of kid that would rather draw than color, I'm guessing. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. I, did, I, I used to, you know, like in grade school, they'd give a prize to the class artist, and it was always whoever colored uh, hardest and stayed in the lines the best, and it used to upset me that's as, definitely as not a young hard, child. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a teacher in the first grade. Her name was uh, Miss Simmons, and um, she used to tell our class, if you get done with all your papers and your work, there's an art table in the corner, and you can spend the rest of your time making something. So I would focus so hard to finish my papers as soon as possible. Uh -huh. So I think the inclination to be an artist started young. Started young? Yeah. And then you then you went through high school here at Coldwater, Went right? through high school in Coldwater. Right. Um, did a lot of the art things you do, painting backdrops right. and poster design and all the things that high school kids need and, you know, get a chance to do when you're in high school. And then I went on to Miami University. And yeah, we'll, we'll just pause right okay. there. She, she, she did mention what is considered on the travel bag a dirty word. I will just everyone, please notice that I am allowing a Miami grad on the travel bag, <laughs> which is a big step for me. So anyway, yeah, so she went to Miami University in beautiful Oxford, Ohio. And, yes, and what did I you did. study there? I studied um, graphic design because that, you know, that puts your parents at ease when you tell them you're going to study graphic design over right, sculpture or printmaking yes, yes. or something like that. <laughs> um, but I was a painter while I was there and a printmaker also, and I really liked art, hands-on art, much more than I did design. Um, I graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree, though, and a minor in marketing, which was smart. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started working at Gibson Greeting Cards in Cincinnati right. as an artist. Right. And so how long were you there? What, what, what did you do there, I guess we should ask? I, I painted everything you can imagine that would be in a card store. Santas, Easter bunnies, poinsettias, funny characters, roses, anything you can imagine on a card or gift wrap or paper plate or any product like that. And you worked for like several years. With yeah, the, I worked there Gibson for... Gibson became American Greetings, is that right? Uh, yeah, they got yeah, bought out right. eventually. But right. I worked there for about nine years. The last few years there, I was an art director. Right. So and I did then, less. So then I'm not doing artwork as an now that's, that Now that's pretty much gone now, right? It, it's, yeah, it's Gibson's it's, gone. Right. Building's right. gone. Everything's gone. It's one of those <laughs> industries that I think, you know, it, it evolved and left people behind because yeah. now anyone, anyone with an iPad can, can design their own cards. And right. I think people right. are sending fewer cards. I still think people send cards for traditional events, weddings, right. funerals, things like that. Um, but people communicate completely differently today with the internet, with 
you know, FaceTiming, with texting, right. with all the different ways you can send something silly or funny so or much heartwarming. Like letters, so much like letters have died out as an art form. So have exactly kind of, kind the of same cards. way. So how does how do those artists or how do people that you knew that was that were in the the greeting card industry how do they adjust to that? What do they do now? Do you think? Um, they pretty much uh, have all turned to other areas. Some have become comic book artists. Okay. Um, so many have continued into children's book work. Right. Uh, children's magazine work, educational work for kids, um, just about anything they can hustle up. <laughs> okay. So you left. So you left American Greetings, and then you went into illustration, correct? For, yeah, I started illustrating for children's magazines, right. and um, and then it wasn't too long. So which magazines can we book. find you in? Looking for? Um, I do work for Highlights Highli and High oh, Five. Now who does I not, always say first do you because do everybody find, knows do highlights. Do you do the find the stuff picture? Is that ever? No, you? I usually oh, did poems. <laughs> that was the favorite. My favorite part of highlights was like the, the hidden pictures. The hidden pictures. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe I'll try that. Yeah, I haven't gone that, down that road yet. <laughs> highlights still exists. I don't even. Know Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a strong company. And then there's a small. Then the little kids ones called. There's High Five, and then yeah. there's uh, there's another one younger than. And that you do too. puzzles for some. One of I those. do puzzles for Karis Publications. I do a lot of puzzles and games for Spider Magazine, mm -hmm. and that includes Cricket and Click Magazine and Ladybug and Baby Bug. So. So if you have a kids magazine in your house, look for Jane Dippled brand. Artwork in it. Yeah, this year I've done. Uh, they they do give you put you put yeah. your copyright in. Right. Uh, that's one thing that Karis Publications believes in is that the artist should be featured in the same way that the writer is right. for every. And when I was a kid, um, I used to borrow my neighbor's Cricket magazines, uh -huh. and I used <laughs> to say, "I want to do the art in Cricket magazine." You so are. Yeah. I work for that same company, so that's kind of neat. Really, how a childhood awesome. thought can. Can carry you if you stick with it. Now, have those have those magazines gone online as well? Um, I think if you buy a subscription, they're online. Portions and of them will be online, though. How is how has that changing technology changed how you do your work? You mean uh, digital content? Right, right. Have you had to start making digital content, or did oh they, yeah. yeah, yes, definitely. Um, the internet and computers has revolutionized art making. Right. Um, when I first started at Gibson, we didn't even use computers yet. So if there was a mistake in a piece of art, you repainted it, you glued on a piece of paper and fixed it, or um, you maybe sent it out to be done by another artist right. if, if you didn't like how it turned out. Um, but today, I mean, I can take any piece of art, I can change the background, the texture, the color, the characters, stretch it, elongate it. You can do so much. Um, also, delivery of art is all done digitally now, right. where in the past it was all through the UPS driver. You know, so, many times I chased down a UPS So truck. definitely, you know, art is a fine art like, like you do, and, and, and paintings have, have, the way they're made has definitely evolved in the last, what, 20 years? You mean uh, like larger, like fine yeah, artwork? Any, well, it, well, fine artwork hasn't changed do, hardly right. at all. Since, since, <laughs> since like the first cave paintings. But. Yeah, that stayed the same, but um, artwork that's used for the production for of something publication. else. Right. Yeah, like a commercial uh, end result, whether it be a book or a sign or a t-shirt or whatever you right. designed, um, that's all usually almost always delivered digitally. Right. And if, even I if you deliver the actual artwork to them, they're going to scan it and, and digitize use it digitally. It and do yeah. what they want to do with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of funny because when I was in college, I studied layout and journalism. And we were so excited because we got our computers. This was like 1993. And, and we were, thought there was no way we would ever fill up a two gig hard drive. 
with the pictures that we had back then. Isn't and that now, amazing? <laughs> and now, yeah, now you can go buy a terabyte for thirty dollars. Yeah, Walmart. you forget how long you're going to live, how right. many pictures yes. you're going to have. <laughs> I mean, still, yeah, that's a trillion pieces of data. Yeah, still, and when amazing. I worked at the probably your least favorite paper, the Miami Student. The Student, yes. <laughs> Which only um, comes out once a week, I we, might add. We used a waxer and did paste <laughs> yeah, up oh, the old yes, way. Yes. <laughs> so oh, that's, 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 I feel really old now. <laughs> we used a waxer at OU. I, I know how to use a waxer. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who don't know, a waxer, you just put wax in the back of the paper to stick it down. And then you take a picture of it. And then you make your plate. And then you print it. That was now a good explanation. Just, <laughs> now, they just put, now they just push print and it comes out. Yeah, it comes copies, out so, the other yeah. end. <laughs> it's much, it was much more of a... Of a uh, of a what, dedication back then. It was a tactile experience. Lots of wax stuck to you. And every layout, every layout, every layout uh, person would always have burns on their fingers from the hot wax. Yep. You couldn't feel anything on your fingers. <laughs> so th you definitely, now would you say that this uh, digita digitization of art has made it easier or harder or just changed it? Um, I'd say it's made it easier to deliver the art. It's also made it it, in many instances, it's made it easier to create the art, right. definitely. And distribute? And distribute it, yeah. Now, Jane yeah, and all, I just... All the way around. Right. It's made Jane it and I easier. were talking before... It's, it's pretty cool, yeah. actually. Before we started, Jane and I were talking about one thing that it does open up is for people to basically steal content. Right. Because if it's out there digitally, it's not that hard to right. copy, paste, and put it on whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, is there much that artists can do to protect themselves? Not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can... You can chase them down, I suppose, if you wanted to, um, but often it's an international thing. And anything you would get is probably yeah, going to be canceled out. Yeah. You just try to do your best. And so hopefully people out there listening are ethical people. and they don't steal other people's work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's That'd a lot perfect. of work out there that um, is has no right, you know, that is open rights right. that you can right. use. So. Right. All right. So I, I looked at your website, janedippled.com. And from what I've seen of your work, it's like drawn from your everyday experience, your everyday life. So I guess what's your, what's the Jane Dippold design aesthetic? Uh, I guess that I'm, might be the hardest question. I guess I uh, that is a hard question. Um, within my children's work, I have always been. I'm usually illustrating kids, right. so. Um, Watching kids and how they move and how they stand and how they walk is is fascinating, mm -hmm. and I like to record some of that as I'm right. watching them to draw later. Um, I would say I really like bright, colorful watercolor um, in my fine artwork. I I'm, guess I'm more of a realist. I like mm -hmm. to paint real locations, and but yet in a very impressionistic way. Um, you have some beautiful like barn pictures that are very yeah. impressionistic. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that because it, I do those in collage, so they're made out of lots of tiny pieces of paper. So it's a you layer all these little pieces of paper, so and it comes together. As well as right, a it's a texture, and it all comes back together into the scene or the mood that I'm trying to get across. Yeah. Now this is also a hard question, kind of like choosing your favorite children child. You have three, right? Yes. <laughs> By the way, Bryn's the best one. That's, that's my my personal opinion. Make sure you listen, Bryn. Hello down there at UC. All right, but so is there a specific piece that you've made that you are especially proud of that holds like a place that you, in your special place in your heart? Um, I know this would be a hard That one. is a really hard question because I, I work in a lot of different types of art. I mean, publishing as well as more fine art. But in publishing, I really 
really feel proud of the books I've done for kids because I think that well, what a, are some of those? A children? book can always connect. <laughs> give us, a child. give us, give us some titles so we can look you up. Um, the last few titles, um, I did a book, Farmers Market Day. It's about a little girl at a farmers market, and it basically teaches a kid about vegetables and fruit no. and <laughs> all the good things they should eat. And um, it's it's fun and lively and it's entertaining. And I think who all wrote those the things. Text for that? Uh, her name is Shonda Trent. So She's Shonda from Trent. Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Now, does the does do you approach authors, or how do you get married to somebody? Um, that's a good way to put it. It's, yeah. It is kind of like a marriage. <laughs> um, I send my samples of work to publishers. Okay. Publishers get to decide who to match up with who. Okay. Um, when I start a manuscript, I, I never meet with the writer. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to really make use of any notes they might have added unless it's important to the story. So you don't ever actually meet the author. You no, just take you the story and illustrate it. Take the story and use your own, uh, your own experiences and your own symbolism and your own ideas of connection to create. What you want to do is create an additional context to the story that's right. not in the words. And I think on ideally. children's books, that's important. That's probably at least half of the story, right. if not more, is, is right. the picture. Right. And it's... A lot of the things that an, an artist adds or an illustrator adds, chi a child will pick up on all of those right. things. Right. A lot of well, times because you're going to read it 300 times. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times have you read, you know, what was Bryn's favorite book? Um, One <laughs> Halloween Night by Mark Teague. And she knew every single picture <laughs> in that book, I bet. Yes, she did. Yeah. And uh, I read that so many times. <laughs> We're going to try and embarrass Bryn on this episode. That's good. <laughs> All right, so this is my favorite question I ask everybody. If you can meet and hang out in the studio of any artist that basically sends the first caveman that drew a, a giraffe on a, on a cave wall till today, that's who would it be? That's and why? A, such a hard question. <laughs> um, it's very cliche to say Vincent Van Gogh, <laughs> but his work is, to, when you see it in person, it changes what you think about him as an artist. His life was tragic, right. and if I would spend a day with him, I would probably bring some medication. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be much better off than now that we have, like, Maybe some know, food. Evening out medicine, <laughs> He yes. lived a very, very difficult life, but his art shows that art can save you a little bit. Right. There and were moments of bliss in his life, probably he when he was If he hadn't had that pain, could he have made the art that he made? Is that, it's always... Um, I, that I don't know for sure, because right. I don't think there's a direct correlation there, but I feel that... Um, the, when he was creating the art was probably the happiest he was. Right. Is what and that I was mean. his way out. Right. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. So I, and it's kind of cliche to say him, yeah. but I love the work in person. I could stand in front of a man and go painting oh, yeah. for a long time. Now, do you have a personal favorite piece of fine art that you like? That you like, like you know, falling or uh, oh, you mean starry like a night single or, piece yeah. of art off the top of my that's head? That's just off the top. I, I, I oh did not give her that question ahead of time. That's so. a hard question because there's just so many good pieces of art. <laughs> <laughs> what would you? Um, what would you if you could steal it from the Louvre? What would you put in? Oh my in gosh. your house. <laughs> uh, that is a tough question. I, I love, pretty much all the impressionist work. Right. So any, I, I'd probably grab a Renoir and run. <laughs> So that's the, okay, Red Noir, we'll take that. <laughs> um, so finally, I want to give you time to do little plugs here. I know that you're active in a lot of like arts organizations. I know you have your website. What else? Did it? Tell us, tell us where we can see your work, uh, how we can support you. Do you take uh, uh, commissions, and how can they contact you? 
Um, well, I do have a website. We will. Oh, by the way, we will put we'll put all this in the in the show notes oh, okay. at the bottom so they okay. can find. It. Have a website though, JaneDipple.com. So that's pretty easy to find. Um, I sell my collage paintings through the Haley Gallery in New Albany, Ohio, which is near Columbus. Um, I also sell artwork through the Dayton Visual Arts Center, which has a new name as of a week ago. It's now called the Contemporary. It's downtown oh. Dayton. Um, so I sell work there. Can you can you go? Is that is that a gallery you can go see? Your work yeah, okay. yeah. Um, although there's certain times of the year when they have different right, shows right. up. So, um, but I'll be there during the holiday season well, for sure, cool. for sure. And then. Um, Let's see. I also, um, you can get any of the books I've done on Amazon, right. obviously. You search my name and find them. Um, so that's an easy way to, to get to get books. Amazon, what would we do without well, them out exactly, here? Exactly, yes. <laughs> I pretty much just slide In my, no bookstore world I pretty much just here. slide my whole direct deposit over to Amazon I every know. month. So. <laughs> For books. Yeah. And, um, and that's, yeah, those places. And then I do local shows. I do some in Dayton. Um, where I'm doing outdoor, like an outdoor art festival, Yellow Springs. I've done those. Right. So, so as somebody who has actually pretty much made it as an artist as you can in Mercer County and little rural Ohio, what would you, what advice would you give to the kid who's in high school right now who wants to be an artist who is struggling against everybody wanting them to be an engineer or a, a teacher or whatever? What what advice would you give them? Um, well, first, I would say that it is not a straight line. Um, what you do as an artist can change every three or four years. Um, there's a freedom in that, but that also scares the crap out of some oh, people, yeah. you know, because they want a sure thing. You it's definitely be, not a sure thing. Next month, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a sure thing. But yet, um, you don't have to be the what I, quote unquote best artist in high school to be an artist. You have to be this, the one with the strongest will <laughs> who wants there to <laughs> be an artist more than anybody else. Right. Um, because you have to have the inclination to want to do and create and express yourself that way to start. Right. And if you have that, you'll get better and better and better, and you'll be a better artist every day. So it's is, not so much, the skills are important, but it's also that ability to, that, to take what your emotions and thoughts are and put them on paper. Right, and it? have the self-discipline to do it over and over and over again, even in the midst of rejections and People saying, you know, people maybe not buying something you made or you just, you know, when you're younger, it's a little harder when you first start. And then I guess when you get older. I kind of like if somebody doesn't like any, something I did, I, I don't even really have a reaction about that right. anymore because you mature to a point where it's you're going to be making it either way. I so. saw I saw a thing where an artist said that his first audience is himself. True. And so. Yeah. He's not making art for someone else. He's making it for himself first, and hopefully that speaks to someone right. else. And a lot of times, a painting that I do um, that I really love, that I think, now that, that I might have got that one, um, that will usually prove out that it'll connect with somebody quick. But one that I'm like, mm, I don't know about that, I'm <laughs> not quite sure, I'll still feel that way about right. it. <laughs> like six months later, right. it doesn't go away. I found that with so. my photography. This is kind of interesting. And I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, comparing myself to, you know, Mrs. Dippold, who's made, who's actually makes money doing this. But <laughs> the, 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 the cheesiest pictures that I think are just like anybody can do, people love. Yeah. And the thing that I worked the hardest on to frame up and yeah. manipulate and everything. They're like, like, meh. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I spent an hour and a half chasing that. Well, you just have to get that yeah. thick skin, Judd. Yep. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. 
but, um, but art can be um, an escape. So right. I always recommend that even if even if you have a full-time job, let's say you're a nurse or right. engineer or a something. A teacher. A teacher, but you love art, um, take some time to create a space in your life to make art every day because um, just like exercise can make you feel fantastic and pull you out of your, you know, your thoughts and right. maybe straighten everything out. You know, you go for a jog, you come back, things feel better. <laughs> art can do the same thing right. in the exact same way. It feels the same. And so. we don't just mean like fire art. We mean music, we mean yeah. dance. We yeah, mean, uh, it can be anything. But, but don't be afraid, like, if you don't like it, well, throw it away and do it again, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the best thing about digital now is all you've wasted is time. Because yeah, now you, can you just, just delete. delete. <laughs> gone, right? I remember we used to have 36 pictures on a, on a roll of film, and you didn't want to waste. You yeah. couldn't spend 35 pictures taking one yeah. picture of one butterfly. Although now I find that I have multiple, multiple, multiple files of the same image yes. that I've changed just slightly. Just a little bit, yes. <laughs> Instead well, of just piles of tracing paper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Jane. I think uh, we gave a nice insight to what it takes to be an artist anywhere, but especially here when you're in, in kind of our little rural area. Yeah, you can be an artist anywhere. What's the, uh, this just came to the top of my head. This was not on my show list. Okay. Uh, what's, there's an arts group, too, that you're part of here in Mercer County, right? Uh, the Lake Area Arts Group is They're in. They're on Facebook, right? Yes, they are. The Lake Area Arts yep. Group. They do a show out of the, out of the, uh, it's a separate group, but oh. there's a show at St. Charles right. in April every year, and it usually features 30 to 35 artists, right. and um, it's a great, it's like the one time of the year you can buy art in right. Mercer County, Did so you, you mention, have to go. Is that on your website so we can find information um, about that? I don't know if it is, but I'll have to add it. She'll, she will add that specifically for you listeners of the travel band. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jane. Well, thanks, it's Jen. It's been great. Uh, thank you for being our second official artist. Even I feel though you're honored. a Miami chick, it's okay. <laughs> oh, thank and you. You want to say hi to your boys and your, and your grid real quick before we oh, go? Oh, yeah. I got to say hi to Isaac, Seth, and Bren. I always forget the two boys' names. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have them, but I had Bren for a long time. So. Yeah. So yep. Isaac and Seth and Bren, hello. That way I guarantee to have three listeners. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jane, and thank you guys for tuning in to The Travel Bag, and we will see you for the next episode. <laughs>